section eleven of the history teachers magazine volume one number four december nineteen o nine this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by k hand the history teachers magazine volume one number four december nineteen o nine by various section eleven european history in the secondary school d c knowlton ph d editor the renaissance what was the renaissance before opening the discussion with the class there should be a clear conception in the mind of the teacher as to what the renaissance really was is it to be regarded for example as an era embracing within its limits the babylonian captivity and the great schism the hundred years war the struggle for italy and the rise of spain and ending finally with luther's attack on the church in the sixteenth century or is it to be restricted to a narrower field marked largely by a revival of art literature and science and followed by an age of discovery the period of the renaissance says one writer in its proper and most comprehensive meaning may be regarded as the age in which the social and political system of the middle ages came to an end in which medieval restrictions upon liberty of thought and inquiry were abolished he then proceeds to explain that it includes all the events which lie between twelve seventy three and fourteen ninety four or in other words two centuries and a quarter of european development a little further on however he refers to the two movements with which the renaissance has been preeminently and sometimes exclusively associated the revival of letters and the revival of art footnote lodge close of the middle ages pages 518 519 and footnote and discusses it from this second point of view showing how even with this narrower conception of the movement it may properly include the reform of religion the extension of geographical knowledge and new discoveries in the realms of science both these conceptions were evidently before the minds of the committee of the new england history teachers association as they framed their syllabus the efforts of the secondary teacher must of necessity be confined to the renaissance as a revival of letters and art this does not preclude the teacher from regarding the events from twelve seventy three to fourteen ninety four as symptoms of changes which were bringing the middle ages to a close and inaugurating a new era in fact these events may serve as an introduction to the renaissance proper as has already been shown footnote november number history teachers magazine and footnote the simple question what was the renaissance will serve to open the subject and the various answers which may be drawn from the students can be made to fit the teachers conception of the movement or better still the questions may be so framed as to draw from the students themselves the teachers preconceived notion of what is to be understood by the term at the close of the discussion the teachers definition or conception framed in simple language and dictated to the class will fix it clearly in the student's mind and serve as a guide to further study and discussion the following conception which is made up of statements borrowed from several sources will serve as an illustration the renaissance was an intellectual and scientific transformation of europe a great and fundamental change in thought and taste in books buildings and pictures for which the world had long been preparing and in which we still participate when was the renaissance this question suggests a second 
when did this movement begin and when did it end this question may be treated separately or regarded as a fundamental part of the first query if an english and a german renaissance are to be recognized as well as an italian renaissance care must be taken to select the dates accordingly following the plan of some of the textbooks it might be well in this connection to point out the fact that although the movement began in italy in the middle of the fourteenth century and lasted there until about fifteen fifty its dates for england were approximately fifteen hundred to sixteen hundred and for germany fourteen fifty to fifteen twenty where did it begin and why it is a natural transition from these considerations to a discussion of why the movement first showed itself in italy and why it became so widespread the answer to this query will naturally depend somewhat upon the conception of the movement which has already been agreed upon by teacher and class if the renaissance is to be considered as has been suggested as primarily a revival of learning care should be taken to point out the fact that learning had not entirely died out in the europe of the middle ages but that considerable progress had been made back in the days of charles the great and again in the thirteenth century in the rise of the universities and the development of the scholastic philosophy the greater stimulus which followed the revival of the fourteenth and fifteenth centuries was due rather to a more favorable set of conditions than had heretofore prevailed in europe this was especially true of italy it is no mere political mutation says simons no new fashion of art no restoration of classical standards of taste the arts and the inventions the knowledge and the books which suddenly became vital at the time of the renaissance had long lain neglected on the shores of the dead sea which we call the middle ages it was not their discovery which caused the renaissance but it was the intellectual energy the spontaneous outburst of intelligence which enabled mankind at that moment to make use of them footnote the italics are mine editor on this same point see also adams civilization during the middle ages pages 371 to 374 the quotation is from simons a short history of the renaissance in italy page three and a footnote the enumeration of these favoring circumstances will make necessary a return on the part of the teacher and the class to the time of the crusades and the nearer they approach the fourteenth century the closer will appear the relation between such phenomena as the passing of feudal conditions the rise of the bourgeoisie and the awakening of the individual man to a consciousness of his latent powers and resources the weaving of this chain of circumstances will bring up among other things the rise of national literatures the founding of universities the development of town life the appearance of the ottoman turks in europe the political and economic condition of the italian cities the work of dante and petrarch and the timely invention of the printing press what did the renaissance accomplish the class is now ready for the final question what did the renaissance really accomplish the following headings are suggested for developing this phase of the subject one the revival of learning two the new art three commerce or discovery four science and invention five religion this order offers an easy and at the same time a natural transition to the reformation several methods are open to the teacher for expanding these subtopics one is to select a single individual or a small group of individuals and to present their lives and work in sufficient detail to illustrate the various activities of the age and its leading characteristics or 
to present a series of contrasts placing the achievements of these men over against the attainments of the great thinkers and doers of the middle ages either method does not require an elaborate library equipment for its success if the former plan is adopted petrarch becomes the embodiment of that passionate love for antiquity that zeal for the collection of ancient manuscripts and that bitter opposition to those masters of the aristotelian logic the ancient schoolmen which marked especially the revival of learning a raphael a da vinci a titian and a michelangelo mark the highest pinnacle of achievement in painting michelangelo many-sided and versatile like so many of his brother artists is the type of the great sculptor and bermonte of the great architect the extension of geographical knowledge is so intimately associated with the life and work of prince henry the navigator that it has led one writer to declare that the change which has revolutionized european trade and has drawn the whole world within the influence of western civilization was indirectly the doing of this portuguese prince footnote cunningham western civilization volume two page one hundred thirty and footnote science needs no better exponent than a copernicus the name of gutenberg has always been associated with the printing press and finally religion is ably represented in the person of a vala and an erasmus the consideration of the life and work of the last two named writers bring us face to face with the reform movement of the sixteenth century if the second method commends itself to the teacher the schoolmen limited both as to material and method with their appeal to authority can be presented in sharp contrast to the critics and scoffers of the renaissance with their final appeal to the reason there is some danger of overemphasizing the follies of the former and the failing to estimate their work as its true value on this point see adams page three hundred sixty eight and footnote if it is true that st peter's suffers by contrast with the great achievements in the romanesque and the gothic not so a raphael a da vinci and a titian when placed side by side with a cimabue a giotto and a fra angelico or the rude reliefs on the doors of notre dame and the strasbourg cathedral when placed beside the bronze doors of a ghiberti worthy to stand as the gates of paradise the discoveries of a columbus a magellan and a vasco da gama when contrasted with the medieval conception of the world as depicted by their greatest cartographers emphasize the remarkable progress of this later age in discovering the world as well as man finally the misconceptions and pseudo-scientific treatises of the medieval schoolmen sink into insignificance beside the work of a galileo and a copernicus and the far-reaching results of the printing press use of illustrative material whichever method may be followed it will be found that illustrations will add much to the interest of the class and make clearer the characteristics of the painting and sculpture of the period a few pictures carefully selected will serve the purpose much better than a larger number the madonna and christ child by cimabue footnote in the ruccielli chapel of santa maria novella florence and footnote the death of saint francis by giotto and the coronation of the virgin by fra angelico will serve as illustrations of some of the faults of medieval painting care should be taken however to point out the fact that some of these artists are classed among the early renaissance painters and their work marks a decided advance over that of their predecessors the last judgment by michelangelo the sistine madonna by raphael the assumption of the virgin by titian and da vinci's last supper 
are numbered among the world pictures and illustrate that mastery of technique and conception which has made their names so famous pictures of michelangelo's moses his david and his figures on the tombs of the medici and ghiberti's bronze doors for the baptistry of florence can easily be secured to illustrate the work of the renaissance sculptors a suggestion has already been made as to medieval sculpture the perry picture company or the cosmos picture company can probably supply such pictures as may be needed at a very moderate cost that teacher is especially fortunate who has access to a good art museum the metropolitan museum of art in new york city offers special facilities to teachers and classes wishing to use their collections literature reference has already been made from time to time to helpful literature burckhardt's civilization of the renaissance in italy is often cited as the best book in english on the renaissance in italy but it offers comparatively little in the way of suggestive treatment for the secondary teacher his point of view is psychological and therefore quite beyond the comprehension of the secondary student this fact however should not discourage the teacher from a perusal of his pages as he throws new light on many a vexed question connected with the movement simons's short history of the renaissance in italy an abridgment of his larger work though more popular and less scholarly portrays the more attractive and the more intelligible side of the period and makes it glow with life and enthusiasm placed in the hands of the young reader it may be the means of inspiring him with some of the writer's enthusiasm for the labors of the men of that period and possibly stimulate a stronger desire for some of that culture of which they were such worthy exponents the chapter by adams on the renaissance in his civilization during the middle ages is most suggestive and helpful he not only summarizes the various revivals which culminated in the renaissance proper but traces the movement from its inception in italy to its appearance in italy and germany pointing out clearly its leading spirits and characterizing their special contributions to the movement lodge in the concluding chapter of his close of the middle ages deals with the main features of the renaissance and presents some admirable contrasts between the old and the new mention should also be made of the chapters in sanobo's history of medieval and modern civilization on the end of the middle ages modern times inventions and discoveries and the renaissance beasley's prince henry the navigator contains much more than a biography of this great pioneer in the field of discovery and will be found useful for its summary of earlier achievements seebaum's small volume on the era of the protestant reformation though brief contains an excellent summary of the conditions which prevailed during the renaissance and the relation to the movement for religious reform van dyck history of painting and marquand and frothingham history of sculpture are useful handbooks for the artistic side of the renaissance whitcomb's source book of the renaissance probably contains the greatest number of readings from the renaissance authors both italian and german special mention might be made of his extracts from petrarch and benvenuto cellini in part one and from erasmus and the letters of obscure men in part two part two is preceded by a short account of the renaissance in germany robinson's readings volume one contains much that is helpful particularly in contrasting the culture of the middle ages with that of the renaissance in this connection should be noted chapter nineteen on the culture of the middle ages with its subdivisions on medieval natural science historical knowledge in the middle ages abelard and the universities supremacy of aristotle in the medieval universities scholasticism and roger bacon and the beginning of modern experimental science 
chapter twenty two contains extracts illustrating the renaissance in italy with subdivisions on the italian despots quoting from machiavelli humanism and the arts of the renaissance og devotes one of his concluding chapters twenty six to the beginning of the italian renaissance in which he quotes from dante and petrarch questions the following questions gleaned from various sources may serve the teacher as a guide in presenting some phases of the movement in what respects were the crusades responsible for the renaissance what is meant by the revival of learning and through what agencies was it brought about trace the causes leading to the renaissance and name four persons prominent in art or literature during this period set forth the limitations and the value of scholasticism and the meaning and results of the revival of learning what contributions to the renaissance movement were made by italy germany and england respectively state the part taking in promoting the renaissance by copernicus petrarch raphael and erasmus state some of the effects of the renaissance as they appear a in government b in literature and art c in industries show a relation between the renaissance and a the fall of constantinople fourteen fifty three b the invention of printing c the discovery of america d the protestant revolt discuss the accuracy of the following statements mentioning the facts upon which you base your conclusion a the fall of constantinople did not cause the renaissance but it did give a great impetus to it b without the renaissance the reformation would not have occurred end of section 11